0: out now you witnessing a survivor speak hey. i done messed around and went viral right Ooh. from my driver's seat Just like what the industry was containing yep. i'd rather make a difference instead of hating complaining so let me park the whip it don't matter rapper or model uh-huh. chick singer or comedian perfect let's park in politics Ooh. hey let's park in politics hey. welcome to the pullover let's park in politics hey. this the pullover let's park in politics hey. i say this the pullover let's park in politics hey what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the lockout man podcast show i am lockout man and here with me tonight is a very young lady that i would like to call vanessa how are you today i'm doing well i'm
1: having my cat that wants to uh be part of this video so if the camera moves around a little bit that's why
0: is, yeah. is is your cat is your cat a tabby?
1: No, she's a little black and white kitty.
0: Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sweet. <laughs> she's thirteen.
1: She's a little psycho demon. She's, but she's my baby, and she doesn't like when I'm not paying full attention to her. So since I'm on the phone and doing a video, she is going to interrupt it.
0: Is so. that the, <laughs> is that the only cat you have, or um, no?
1: We. We have three, um, in the house, her siblings. They're a uh, half Norwegian forest cat. So, um the other two are more tabby looking and longer furred. Uh she looks more like her mother who was black and white and shorter furred and uh used to have a snake, but he passed away. So
0: um, <laughs> my uh my, my son's girlfriend has uh has two snakes. So okay. I, do you know what I, kind? I I had the slightest idea what kind of what kind <laughs> I, I really don't uh, what I can do hold on right quick hold on what mm-hmm. I can't do hold on i can I can ask her i can okay. ask her what what kind of I, I take it you're a fan of snakes
1: yeah I've had a lot of snakes and wizards and stuff like that over the years oh my god <laughs> I like self-sufficient animals <laughs>
0: Yeah. Antoinette, you're live right now. I have a quick question for you. Yes. What kind of snakes do you have? I have a male ball python. He is three years old.
1: And then I
0: have a female corn snake. She is four years old. Okay. okay. So, Van- so, Vanessa, she has a. You have a what?
1: <laughs> a, ball, a ball python and a corn snake.
0: A ball. Thank you. A ball python <laughs> and a. A corn snake. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, a corn snake. Okay, what the hell is a corn snake? I know a There's python. There. I know. I know a python. As a matter of fact, I ain't even know that was a python. So yes, you mean tell me, you, you, you ain't ain't that the one that that like a that like a stand mm-hmm. up at attention? No, that's a cobra that you're thinking of. Oh, okay, but don't a python do the same damn thing?
1: I mean, they can, but they don't strike like cobras do. Yeah, but they're much
0: smaller. Okay, so let me let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. We we have a a a bald eagle. I mean, a bald a a bald a bald, a bald python, and yes. a and a corn snake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so Vanessa Antoinette, what what is what? Because Vanessa here, say hello to Vanessa. Hello. Hi. Right. She's <laughs> He's a fan of snakes. And mm-hmm. somebody tell me what is the difference between a corn python and a bald snake? <laughs>
1: oh <my God. laughs> a corn a corn snake are are smaller. They usually on average at the most get about six feet long. If if that, usually about four feet. And they're called corn snakes because they live in like corn grain silos and eat rats and you also have rat snakes they're native to uh north america where ball pythons are more i think the pythons are from south america or from india i'm not sure which one uh getting boa constrictors and pythons mixed up but they're the ones that you end up having to feed rabbits to (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't want to do that well you know I, i i
0: i i always tease uh Antrinette about uh about the ones about the big snake because mm-hmm. we do have a cat and always yeah, we don't have a ball. huh we don't have a good constrictor that would be a bull constrictor okay so the, the 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 one the big snake that we got won't won't attack uh Chubbs. No. Chubbs is afraid of the
1: snake the snake is afraid of Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> my cats are not afraid. Well, they weren't afraid of my snakes. They um used to lay on top of the snake's tank all the time because I think the heat lamp, they like the heat. So.
0: Oh yeah. So but I had okay. um
1: mine was well the last snake I had was a trinket rat snake. So it was small, didn't have to eat anything larger than a rat. So Aww. So it was very pretty.
0: <laughs> so we so we just we we just drop a rat in into the cage and the, and the snake would just, mm-hmm. just, just, just take I it out. I used to feed
1: mine with um, chopsticks. I'd keep uh, dead rats in the freezer. My dad hated it. And uh, I'd just thaw them out and uh, <laughs> feed them with uh, chopsticks. My mom was the same way. She didn't like me keeping them in the freezer. She's like, uh-uh, put them in the basement. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I you know she got you know she got like a little a little refrigerator freezer you know in her little um in in her little studio, yeah. Okay. Kinda, she she kind of took my my pride and joy and 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 just little studio up there. So, but it's a beautiful, It's a you know it's a, it's a beautiful thing watching Antoinette work because she has, you know, it just it it just reminds me of when I used to work in the same room when I used to uh when I used to work out of the room. And it's 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 sort of like a serious flashback like fuck, that was me years ago (laughs) So so yeah, uh she's the one I don't know if you ever seen me with my mask on. Uh do I do I have it? Hold on. Oh damn, it's it's up front, but she's the one that she's the one that makes those masks. So oh, okay. um, if you uh, if you want a mask or something like that, I'll definitely send you the link so you can go ahead oh, and nice. order from her. All yeah. right, Antrinelle. Well, thank you for coming on right quick. <laughs> I appreciate you chiming in.
1: Have a good day. I had fun talking about snakes. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. So Vanessa, man, so we we was uh. Well, let me say what's up to every. Oh, hold on. Yep, there we go. That's why I said <laughs> that's why I had to turn that off. All right, <laughs> see that? It, why am I? Is, is it on? Yeah, I thought it was on. All right, everybody. So welcome to the Lockout Man podcast show, where today's special guest is Vanessa. Thank you very much for being here. Once y'all step up in the building, say hi. Let me know where you're from and hit that like button. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me uh welcome the lom community. Resto, what's going on? Warren Reese, what's up? Thumbs up, Warren Reese. Why is I why you named your why why you change your name again, bro? I can't keep up. Same thing with Resto, y'all changing your name. What y'all trying (sighs) to do to a brother over here, man? Uh, NY to Japan. Now you should be like NY to Japan, it's been that. From day one. And I, I think I asked NY to Japan. I was like, yo, why that's your why that's your name? Simple. She's she go to Japan and she's I think she stays in New York. I'm not sure. Come back and correct me on that. Uh sweetest Georgia Peach, my newest member to the LOM community, what's going on? Uh, what'd she say? Wrong podcast. No, you have the right one, baby. <laughs> uh, Black Knight. Uh, let's see. Wait, did I? I just join. Did she say? Hold on, right quick. Black Knight said, "Wait, I just joined." Did she say that she thought out dead rats and eat? <laughs> no, bro, we have snakes, man. <laughs> No, we had we had snakes, bro. We, we we feed the dead rats to snakes, bro. Yeah, I uh, don't eat
1: much meat at all, so I'm definitely not <laughs> eating dead rats.
0: Talk to the West Side. What's going on, James Burgess? What's going on? She feeds them to the snakes. Yes, yes, they they yeah they they, they yes. That's all. That's all they being. That's all they being fed. Do they do snakes? eat other food as well do they do they have like like some pacific snake food other than rats
1: no it's pretty much just rats rats and mice um but they'll eat any small mammals uh reptiles um some snakes like eggs stuff like that but for just snakes that you keep as pets it's generally you're going to feed them feeder mice or feeder rats or rabbits mm-hmm. when they get big enough
0: now when she brought her snakes over, I, I was, you know, I, I was I was paranoid. I, I was fucking scared. Like she was like, yo, you wanna you wanna touch? I was like, no. <laughs> how 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 is it possible to make a snake a pet?
1: Um snakes have their own personalities. So um some snakes are really gentle, like the one that I had that passed away last year. He would curl up in your sleeve if you were wearing a hoodie and just chill there in the dark and the warm. And he was very friendly. But I had other snakes that would bite you if you got anywhere near them. And in those cases, you
0: just keep them in their tanks and feed them. <laughs> okay, so if they, so, but are are they poisonous? That's what I learned in my yeah. Um, so not the ones that you
1: generally would buy as a pet. Um, the ones that you generally buy as pets are the constrictor versions. So like boa constrictors, pythons, rat snakes, corn snakes, stuff like that. Um, now the poisonous ones, I don't, I think you actually might have to have a special license to own them. So um, those would be like, you know, rattlesnakes, um, vipers, basically. Um, so you they're not really pets. <laughs> they're fun. they're pretty and fun to look at at zoos and stuff, but not something you want to own as a pet.
0: <laughs> now, if you now uh, man. Now you since you know a little bit about snakes, do uh the 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 ones that you said that you need a license for because they're mm-hmm. poisonous, is mm-hmm. there a way to depoison the snakes?
1: You can milk them to get have them be less poisonous, but you can't ever make them completely poisonous or uh, get rid of their poison completely because they just constantly start, like, create new poison.
0: Okay. But that's so, what
1: most people own them for is to milk them so that people can make anti-venom.
0: Oh, okay. See, I watch too much TV, so here's, <laughs> a thing. here's the thing from reality to real. So mm-hmm. you get bit by a snake mm-hmm. and somebody come and mm-hmm. Is that real? (laughs) I,
1: you know, I've heard different, differing stories on it, but from what I understand, it's not real. I mean, you might be able to get some of the venom out, but you're still going to need to go to the hospital and get anti-venom or have them keep track of your heart rate and stuff like that. Depends on the type of snake. Some snakes are deadly within minutes. Other ones, they just kind of, your body has necrosis and your skin dies off and, it's not a way that I would want to I don't want to deal with that ever
0: <laughs> okay okay that's what's up so Vanessa yeah. let's uh, talk a little bit about yourself man where where are you from I'm from Detroit Motor yep. City okay so mm-hmm.
1: do I got I'm a, a Detroit girl do I got a thing for that
0: Uh, no I don't, <laughs> I don't I'll, I'll probably give you the bomb drop there you go Motor Now, Detroit, I, I, uh, I, I've been to Ch- Detroit many a times, mm-hmm. uh, travels, my, my travels in the poker field includes Detroit, <laughs> Motor City. Does it, Casino.
1: my aunt's a dealer at Motor City Casino.
0: Yes. Don't Motor let them know City? that
1: you know me because they won't uh-huh. let you play there anymore.
0: Oh, what happened? What happened?
1: Uh, you. You just you can't know the dealers, that's all.
0: Really? Yeah. So if if I was to know a dealer, I, mm-hmm. I can't play there? You could
1: probably play at the casino, you cannot play at their table.
0: Not not at the table that the dealer is dealing at. Yeah. Yeah. So when they when they do they switch around, that means I actually had to get up from that table and move to a different table, or just leave there while they're on there. You know, while they there for thirty minutes, because they only there for thirty minutes at a time.
1: You just couldn't play at the table that the dealer was at. So, like, if the dealer was there for that thirty minutes, you couldn't play at that table. You could either leave the casino, go to a different table, whatever, but you cannot play with that dealer dealing.
0: Wow, I ain't knew that. That's that's something new. That's uh, that that's something new right there. That's that's a wild wow moment. So I will make it my point not to know no dealers. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> now you're talking about knowing dealers personally, like outside the casino. Not yeah, knowing, outside the casino. Not knowing, not knowing dealers as a regular casino. Yeah, party. that's
1: fine yeah
0: oh okay oh okay 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 because there's there's a lot of those <laughs> yeah there's yeah no, those.
1: no it's it's fine to know the dealer like at work but you can't be like go and get coffee with them or drinks afterwards or something like that or be related wow. to them you know
0: wow that's mm-hmm. wow okay is that just in in detroit or is that with all casinos? that's all casinos Oh, okay yep, all
1: okay. casinos so
0: all right, so yeah, so I do mess with Motor City, I do mess with MGM, and the generic one downtown, which is Greek Town. Is, is this still is it still named Greek Town? As far as I know, it is. Yeah, because um, I mean, it's in
1: Greek Town, so I can't imagine them changing the name of the casino.
0: Okay. So <laughs> yeah, because what's his name, the owner of the Cavs and the Jack Casino here in Ohio. He owned uh, Greetown. As a matter of fact, from what I understand, he owns a lot of property out in Detroit. Uh, so, probably, yeah. Yeah, uh, Dan somebody. I forgot his last name already. God damn it, man. All right, so what was life like for you growing up in Detroit?
1: Um, it was kind of interesting. Uh, My dad was a Detroit cop. Um. My mom was, well, before I was born, was a bartender at a bar called The Last Chance, which was a notorious bar for hookers and johns. And that's actually where my dad met my mom. Um, And uh, like Eileen Warnos, like the famous female serial killer, she used to hang out at that bar all the time.
0: Um, Yeah, (laughs) my mom knew her. (laughs) You're talking about the same chick that they did a profile on. I think they actually did a movie. Didn't yeah. they? Um, yeah. Didn't I they think it was called movie? Monster. Yeah. So
1: Lee Stern. Yeah. Yeah. Lee, yeah, Lee is was her name. My mom was uh, kind of friend. She knew her in passing. She was one of the hookers at the bar that was all the time. It finally wow. got shut down by the FBI and they swore that they were never going to have a place where people could congregate at and Woodward ever again. Wow. So... <laughs> So Sorry, this, I pepper so all over my face.
0: <laughs> so this is before you was born that your mom yeah. knew her. Yeah. Did, you, did, did she tell you, like, any type of crazy stories about her? Oh,
1: yeah. I, well, not necessarily about her, but just about the place in general, about people dying in the bar and them dragging them outside and leaving them in the bushes so that the bar wouldn't get shut down. Um, SWAT just coming in through the back door and walking out through the front door just to do it. Like,
0: you know, hold on, I'm I'm sure here, hold on right quick. People actually died in the bar, Mm -hmm. what from drinking or just natural causes or just Uh,
1: probably drug overdoses, to be honest,
0: overdose. Mm -hmm. And they just, they, they don't call the, they, they don't call the paramedics and nothing like that. They just hem them up and just put them outside in the bushes. And yeah, that's it. They were looking
1: for any excuse to shut the bar down, so <laughs> they weren't letting them find one.
0: <laughs> wow! And and your mother, your and, and your mother, uh, how long she worked there before they what before they shut it down or, or um, she probably or yeah you? they
1: shut it down um, probably two or three years. Um, she was also a runway model at the time, so. Um, she uh actually made a lot of money there because these guys would go in looking for hookers, and if they didn't find a hooker, they'd start buying my mom drinks, and my mom didn't drink, so she would just take the money for the drink and buy drink coke and say she was drinking rum and coke, and then they'd leave her huge tips because she was gorgeous she was five seven long black hair runway model, you know, so they would the and. Weeks.
0: She made a lot of money. <laughs> well, I, I kind of figured that's how that that's how these that that's how these women at the uh, at the bars work, especially the go go bars. Well, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're different name now. I, I I'm old yeah. school, so y'all. gonna have to excuse me, but back in my day, it was go go bars, and mm-hmm. I I will go in, and a young lady will be like, "You want to buy me a drink?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, okay." Tell me why she only take a sip out that motherfucker. Like, I'm, I'm over here like, ain't you going to drink the rest of that? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck
1: I mean, a- I used to do cage dancing at bars down in like Hamtramck and Detroit and stuff, and I never asked people to buy me drinks, but I don't really drink, so if they would offer to buy me a drink, I would just get a coke, and you know, usually so I- they just give me really good tips.
0: So how would they, how would they like technically buy you a drink? Like they'll give you the money to pay for the drink and you just give me a call.
1: Um, sometimes, well, with my mom, because she was the bartender, <laughs> it was a lot easier. Um, but, uh, if you were friends with the bartender, they would, uh, charge them for like, with like my mom, rum and Coke with me, it was usually a uh, whiskey and a uh, whiskey and uh ginger ale. And, um, just kind of put the money to the side and then at the end of the night they would give me the difference between what a Jameson and ginger ale would be or just a Verners
0: So, so, your, so your mom so your mom met your cop dad like Yeah I mean what, my dad was what, working vice <laughs> What what your dad do just just come in there on the humble and just say hey let me take you out
1: Um, you know, I don't know how they ended up dating. Um, I know he, uh, I know they met there. Um, I know after she left there, she started working at a place called the Precinct Pub, which was a cop's bar, basically. Um, and, uh, I don't know how they actually started dating, you know, but they ended up living together pretty fast and lived together for about three years, got married and then had me.
0: So. <laughs> yep. and, and as the young Vanessa growing up, I see you did uh, ballerina. You uh, mm-hmm. started dancing. Uh, started martial arts. We'll, mm-hmm. what, was, what what's your what's your belt level at uh, in martial arts?
1: I was a brown belt. I was one belt below black.
0: Okay. Um,
1: my little sister, on the other hand, is an international gold medal martial artist in her Korean martial arts that she does.
0: Uh, okay, so is her hands registered as deadly weapons? No. <laughs> yeah, you, you, nope. you guys might not want to put hands on her. You might not no. want to put oh, hands no. on Vanessa either. <laughs> I, I don't know. Are you? No, are you I, I'm sorry. Are hmm? you still are Are you still studying martial arts?
1: Um, no, not anymore. Um, after I well, I snapped my leg when I was 15, and then um. I was still doing martial arts for a while. And then I had to have several reconstructive surgeries afterwards um, in my twenties and it kind of made it hard to do anything like that. And it's also hard to do martial arts when you're on the road. But um, no, I um, like my parents said, when I started truck driving, like I'm five two and I tend to wear dresses like long, flowy, pretty dresses and corsets and stuff like that. And they're, you know, like they said, they're like, you know, I know you can take care of yourself because Besides the fact that I'm 5'2", I'm the oldest sibling and cousin in a very large family. And, like, my little brother is 6'4", my little sister is 5'7". My cousins are all, all the girls are 5'7", and above, all the boys are 6'3", and above. My great-uncle played football for the Kansas City Chiefs back when they won the Super Bowl back in, like, the 60s. And um, his brother, my grandpa, was 6'11". So right. I come from this massive family of giants and I'm 5'2. So I fight dirty and like <laughs> like my lie. um family used to say it, like my dad he's like you know I'm not worried about you being on the road I know you can handle yourself but you don't look like you can handle yourself and you you're going to end girl. up hurting you, someone you, really bad.
0: <laughs> you, look like girly, you look like a girly girl on, out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> when, when somebody jump wrong at you then that girly girl turns the turns the evilness and you you can you can pretty much yeah
1: Yeah, I mean I and I also I suffer from small dog syndrome you know like every other short person out there
0: we're just mean (laughs) like (laughs) Welcome everybody to the Lockout Bin podcast show. Thank you for thank you guys for being here. I really do appreciate it if you guys do me the favor and hit that like button. That like button lets YouTube know that you guys is rocking with me. Let's go to some people in the comments. Resto says he says that you said one time why everybody have a trucker on on their name. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You said one time everybody has trucker in their names. that's why I changed it. oh okay yeah well I mean I look, I'm just saying it's it's like every trucker that gets a YouTube channel or or Instagram has to have trucker in the name and I you know i I just think like it's like on an analytics standpoint that i I get it. I know why people put Trucker in the name. You know what I'm saying? For an analytic standpoint. But yeah, I
1: mean, you know, just try to be different. That's, that's, I mean, honestly, my YouTube name is Sessa drives trucks. So I can't really say anything about that.
0: (laughs) Well, see, but see, your name is Sessa and drives trucks. It's not Trucker Sessa. Or trucker Vanessa or truck yeah. Eva, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Sessa drives trucks. You see yeah, I use
1: I use Sessa because that was my nickname growing up because my brother couldn't figure out how to say Vanessa or sister, so he called me Sessa. Like S E S S A. So like and there's a lot of Nessas and Vanessa's and V's, especially with me, my both my initials are V. Um But there's not a lot of Sessa's out there, so I went with Sessa. Yes, (laughs) I don't like Vivi. That was the nickname. My grandma had a dog named Fifi, and I think Vivi just reminded me of this stupid little mean French poodle and like named Fifi that I grew up with. So, like, I just was never a fan of Vivi.
0: Trucking with Tony, see, trucking with Tony. (laughs) NY to Japan She came back to answer my question She says I live in New York Moved to Japan for a few years Then lived in China Then moved back to New York Back in New York for good I think How is Oh you
1: You you speak Japan That was Chinese (laughs) But yeah yeah, I can speak some
0: Japanese too (laughs) have you have you, spoke, you 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 spoke it here or you went abroad to um i
1: me I studied it in college. I also where I live in Metro Detroit is technically co- considered the Chinatown area. so I grew up around a lot of people who speak uh Hmong, uh Mandarin, Korean, Japanese. Um,
0: but I studied
1: Chinese and Japanese in college, and um I was supposed to teach in China. But, um, my mom, ma- my sister was supposed to go over there too. She actually is better at Chinese than I am. Um, but my mom was kind of panicking about my little sister going over there. So we didn't end up going, but, um, yeah, uh, I don't remember much. I remember how to say, I don't like you. Um,
0: yo, God damn it, man. That was quick. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, Okay. I don't even know what you just you you just said. What you just about to say too?
1: Yeah, say it
0: again. Or, well,
1: That's Japanese. But yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you, <laughs> just, you know. Well, thank you. Whatever you just said.
1: That's what I just said.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so if um so have you ever have have you ever once wanted to go to Japan or i mean wanted you know did i know you said your mom was scared about it but did you still want it to go is okay oh, yeah. go yeah
1: actually my sister and I are planning on going to Japan um hopefully whenever all this pandemic stuff stops I have a couple of friends I have a cousin that lives in Tokyo and I have a friend that lives in Okinawa. Um, he's, um, a Marine. And then, um, I would like to kind of go to China too, but I'd actually, I'd rather go to Japan. I understand Japanese better, um, than Mandarin and Chinese. I don't really, I don't know any like traditional Chinese at all. Um, and China's huge. So like, I can't pick just like one area of China to go to. And that's why my mom was, Because the college we were going to teach at in China was, you could see North Korea from where we were. And North Korea was kind of doing their whole bomb threat thing at the time. And my mom just didn't want us stuck. Well, mostly didn't want my little sister stuck. She doesn't, she knows she can't control what I do. Um, (laughs) But didn't want us stuck in... um, China if Korea decided North Korea decided to do something so
0: and then and and then the pandemic happened and they came from they said it came from China Mm -hmm. to America and it just go from there so China is like what level five right now as far as the uh as far as the crisis go
1: Yeah, I don't know what level uh, China's at. I know they were doing way better than us. Um, And at least in Wuhan, where it started, they actually were having, like, huge pool parties and stuff this summer when we were still on lockdown. Because everyone, like, took the lockdown, like, super serious in China. Like, you know, because they've got a communist government. So, like, when their government says, stay home, you cannot leave, you know, they cannot leave, you know, it's not like here where you can still go get groceries and still go to the gym and, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's that's, that's the difference between uh, us and them. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't want to be as strict as China, but uh, I would, I would definitely, I would appreciate it if people, you know, maybe wore masks around other people, then I wouldn't be stuck in the Position
0: I'm in. <laughs> we're we gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. Uh, we're gonna touch on that in this episode as well. Black Knight, what's going on? Michael Jackson is in the building. Kelly uh, King, what's going on, bro? Teddy the Trucker is here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Kelly uh, uh, King says he got a home. He got a home girl named Nessa. <laughs> so that's that's what's up. That's what's up. I appreciate all you guys being here. My special guest tonight is uh, Miss Vanessa, and you know she's here just to park in politics with me. So, uh, before that, uh, you graduated out of you graduated at seventeen. Did you mm-hmm. go to college? Yes.
1: Um, well, first I went to beauty school um, because I wanted to be a doctor, and my mom wanted me to be a cosmetologist. Um, <laughs> little backwards, but um, my mom's an esthetician now. Um, so she's one of the skincare specialists. So she wanted me to be a cosmetologist. I got um kicked out of cosmetology school a week before I graduated. Why? Um, <laughs> for missing too many days. Um, I wait, um.
0: Wait, wait. Was you paying for that?
1: Yeah, I was paying for it, but it wasn't on purpose. Um, what it is is I am asthmatic, pretty badly asthmatic, even though I smoke cigarettes. Um, but the perm solutions they were using in the, in the school were causing massive flare-ups, and I actually ended up in the hospital for a while because of it. And um, because I couldn't personally call off school, they considered it no-call, no-show for a week, even though my parents called and said... That I was in the hospital, um, and they were switching ownership of the school, and they were basically they were kicking out students a couple hours before they were ready to graduate.
0: But like, I'm, I'm ripping you paying mm-hmm. for you, you, this is coming out of your pocket. Yeah. So why why are they why why do they have why why are they how do they have that ability to do that if you're paying out of pocket?
1: I don't know how that worked, but they kicked a lot of us out of school. You know, they, we could have gone to a different cosmetology school and finished up, but we would have had to pay again. And I didn't particularly want to do it in the first place. So I wasn't going to pay for half a semester just for a week's worth of class. So. Got
0: Got you. So your other jobs that you, uh, that you, that you done before you got into trucking, you was a carrier. A mm-hmm. fetish model. Did it touch, touch on your your experience as a fetish model?
1: <laughs> um, basically, uh, I would either do um, I'd be a model for fo- photographs. I did um, body casts. Um, we did fetish shows. I did belly dancing in the fetish shows. I also did. Um, I was the one that did bloodletting on people. So wait, I was the one wait, who would wait, stick wait, needles you, you, in people. Wait,
0: wait, you did? Wait, you did what?
1: bloodletting
0: blood what
1: yeah it's a fetish apparently is um having needles stuck in you and have blood come out and I was a licensed phlebotomist so I could legally do that
0: so blood letting mm-hmm. stick a needle Stick stick a needle in me and just and let the blood be- let the blood flow
1: like some people like to cut with razor blades I would not do that stuff I would stick a surgical needle into people and it was usually other models like we knew what we were doing um other models um did some crazy stuff like with the big fish hooks in their backs and stuff and they get suspended into the air and I never did that <laughs> I basically I did for the shows I just did belly dancing
0: so um, how 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 much you was getting for doing that um for a
1: show which was probably about 6 hour not even 6 hour well 6 hours total from like set up to tear down and everything i would probably make 500 a night
0: wow just by sticking needle in people and just yeah and people- i
1: didn't even have to do that all the time you know and like flogging them and stuff like that like they'd want to be tied up to the beams and crosses and you just flog them and-
0: yeah, right, G- G- uh sweetest Georgia peach. I'm I'm scratching my head too because I'm I, not a fan of needles.
1: <laughs> not, I'm not a fan of needles either actually. I became a phlebotomist because I was afraid of needles and I was trying to get over my phobia of them. I'm not uh, afraid of needles like I've got like lots of piercings and tattoos and stuff, but like mm-hmm. actually getting like injections or blood drawn, I'm I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I'm not so. a fan of needles. But uh you became a ph- a phlebotomist am I pronouncing phlebotomist it? yeah Ph- mm-hmm. phlebotomist now i i never knew like when i got my blood drawn i never knew that that was a word the the technical mm-hmm. uh medical word for you know drawing a person's blood yeah where the hell they get that from like where where is that word from for Ph- phlebotomist
1: phlebotomy um is the word uh it's it's i believe it's greek most medical words are Greek, you know.
0: Yeah. flebo know.
1: means blood. I'm Not a hundred percent positive on that though.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, but, so so you was a a a licensed phlebotomist. Yes. Uh, While I was so in
1: school for um science.
0: So how long you did how how long you did that career and was it um, at a hospital or was it at like a clinic? It was at a, I worked
1: at a biomedical lab. Um, I actually worked with infectious diseases and um, I did that for 12 years. Um, and I would um, drive to different uh, doctor's offices and stuff like that. And I would draw blood and then we would take it back to the lab and we would test it and stuff. And we worked with SARS and MERS and Ebola and all those fun things. And if I was still doing it now, we would be working with COVID. So.
0: That's money right there.
1: Actually, it's not. <laughs> I made twelve fifty an hour.
0: Twelve fifty an hour to work yep. around infectious diseases. Yep. Oh, you had to pay me to do that stuff, man. With
1: friend. my uh, degree in science.
0: Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. there's, there's a
1: reason I became a trucker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got to pay me to the the work around uh infectious disease needles blood all <laughs> that stuff you know mm-hmm. Man, that's that's crazy so you've done that for twelve years though mm-hmm. yeah Man. so yeah. was was getting into trucking what, what rare where did getting into trucking come into play from being a a, a um
1: my um well, my uncle is a steel hauler, um, and my best friend, who actually used to do the fetish shows with me, he was one of the security guards at the fetish shows, um, he's a tanker driver. And um, we also worked conventions together, um, like anime conventions and steampunk conventions and stuff like that. We'd do tech for them and transportation. And um, he knew that I was a really good driver and that I loved to drive, and he suggested that I become a trucker he thought that I'd really enjoy it and he was right
0: hold on for a second
1: mm-hmm.
0: give me a hot second uh hold on hold on hold on caddy King hold on hold on Cali all right bro there you go uh all right, bro. There you go. I got you. Um, all right, um, man. Well, you know a lot of you know my you know Antoinette who we just talked to in the beginning of the show. She does a lot of anime conventions. Uh, okay. You know, she uh, she she does a lot of anime, uh, you know trinkets and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. what you know, she pretty much got you know shut down with all this with all this COVID stuff, man. Um, yeah. so with the conventions that, that kind of got you, you know, got you liking trucks.
1: Yeah. Um, I was just, I was, because I was on tech staff, um, I was one of the people that would end up, uh, just driving the box trucks full of tech equipment around and we'd drive cross country. We would drive, um, uh, cause we didn't do all anime like here in Detroit. We did anime. We did, um, Yomacon. And um, but we would do um, we did um, like a science convention down in uh New Orleans. We did um Folsom Street Fair um in San Francisco and stuff like that. So um, I was one of the people that drive the big box trucks around. And my, like I said, my friend who uh used to work security at the fetish shows and worked tech with me, is a tanker driver, and he said, you know, that he thought that I would enjoy driving a big truck. And okay. you know, I got into it from there.
0: So where 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 did you uh where where did you get your start? Did you go to a school? Did you go to a company? Where did you get started went. Your start
1: I went to school. Um I went to a trucking school um not too far away from me called uh Midwest I think it's just Midwest truck
0: school. Out of pocket grant.
1: Out of pocket. I'm still paying it off.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So what you got, you, you got a loan or you just worked it out through the school.
1: Um, I got a loan and um, the first company I went to was supposed to pay it. Um, They agreed to pay it and they did for about two weeks and then they um, stopped paying it. And I was not aware that they had stopped paying it. And then it went to
0: collections
1: and now I am paying it off through a lawyer in Texas.
0: God damn it, man! That's, how, yeah. how 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 much was the school?
1: Um, school was about six thousand dollars.
0: Wow! For how many weeks?
1: I um went part time. Um, so I actually went for three months because I was only going on Saturday and Sunday because I was still working full time.
0: Uh, okay, 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 okay. But you you actually uh did, do you feel do you feel going that way? You you got a chance to learn more.
1: You know, I think I probably did um, because um, if I had extra time, I could come in during the week if I just wasn't getting something. And they actually, um, they tended to focus more on the weekend students because they a lot of the weekday students were there because of like, here it's called Michigan Works. Um, basically, if they wanted to stay on their bridge card, unemployment, whatever, Um, they had to go to like a school or do community service and they, you know, so they'd go to truck school through unemployment, had no interest in being there, didn't want to get their license, you know, and were just there because they had to be where those of us who went on the weekends, it was because we actually wanted to be there and we were working full time to afford to be there. And so they kind of focused a little more on us on the weekends than they did the kids well, I call them kids, but people during the week, you know. All
0: right, so, uh, what was, what was the first trucking company and how did you vet them?
1: Um, well, the first one I went to, I actually got denied once I got there. I failed their um DOT physical in the state. Um, I had a two year physical for here in Michigan, um, but. I failed Nebraska's physical. Um, apparently their physical is like a EMS physical almost like they have you doing push-ups and sit-ups and crunches and lifting weights and all sorts of crazy stuff. And I wasn't as strong as I am now because I had been working in a lab for 12 years. Um, and uh, that was Grand Island Express. Um, they had uh just started taking people right out of school. Um, and one of the trainers at the school had worked there. Um, and when I got accepted there until I got denied Nebraska's physical, um, I was just kind of desperate for a job. And I knew that Swift would hire literally anybody. So I went to Swift, especially cause they have a terminal about 45 minutes away from my house. And, um, I'd be able to park my car there while I was on the road, park my truck there when I came back and it was convenient.
0: All right, so so, so Swift one uh won out everything. What was the uh, you know, you don't have to go into too much detail, but what was the train what was the training process? Did you go through one person, two people? Uh how did are you st- are you still with Swift? Oh no. <laughs> yeah just want to clarify that so yeah no i left i left swift one year and
1: one week after i started with them so
0: okay okay and what was and what was the you know training process with with swift for you
1: um i told them i didn't care if i had a male or female trainer um which meant i got a trainer faster than other women who go out in the truck um because they don't have a lot of female trainers Um, they actually wanted me to be a female trainer, but I don't want to be in the truck with anyone else, especially not a brand new driver. They would scare the living hell out of me. Um, (laughs) so I went up out with an older man. Um, it wasn't bad. He, um, you know, kind of reminded me.
0: He didn't try to hit you or anything like that. He taught you what you needed to know.
1: He, I mean, he he didn't really hit on me, hit on me. He did tell me I was beautiful and stare at my chest, but you know, that's not that big of a deal. Um, he did tell me that, uh, you know, he talked about his wife a lot, you know, so and about how much he loved her and everything
0: like that. He, he talked about his wife while staring at your chest though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, my chest is kind of large, so I don't know some guys just can't help
0: it. I don't crazy. really take oh, yeah. it that you know, my, offensive. Yeah. You know, my, my wife is this, that, and the third. No, my uh, up here. Yeah. Up here.
1: I was up. like I would wear um I had a necklace on at the time that was a cameo, um, that kind of had like a skull cameo on it. And it was it hung down lower and I would be like, Oh, it's a really pretty necklace, right? You know, just so that he knew I was he was staring at my chest. But um, <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, um, he, um, yeah, he, tra- he taught me most of what I needed to know. Um, he, you know, would get, um, you know, I they didn't really teach us how to do that much stuff in school. Like, you know, they taught us how to back, but like backing in school is completely different than once you start backing out on the road. Um, so he would get, um, like, I was really good at certain types of backing. Like, I was really good at blindside backing, but. Sometimes I just wasn't that great at regular backing and he'd get a little frustrated and just take over and, you know, but it went pretty backing, fast. Um,
0: backing for everybody is, you know, it's, it's a little bit tough. Some get it, some don't, but yeah. you, know, you have to be patient with, with them to make sure they get it. That's all.
1: Yeah. I was actually, I became a lot better at backing once I was alone um, yeah. and could I'm I'm better at like learning myself than having other people train me. Um, But it was nice to have, you know, someone in the truck in case of like an emergencies, like um, we were driving 94 um, back up into Michigan from Indiana and it was a blizzard and I was fine because I'm from Michigan driving in snow until the truck in front of me flipped sideways. And then I, yelled for him to get up and because then i was panicking because i had no idea why this truck just flipped over you know they oh, must have gone slightly it
0: flipped, it flipped in front of you where were you in conjunction today
1: i was probably about four trucks back um there was no trucks in between the two of us but we had a good distance between each other
0: okay so you was able you you was able to safely Yeah. Uh, stop okay yeah okay so, okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so. From, so from Swift, uh, mm-hmm. how how many trucking companies uh, have you went through before you got with the company that you're currently at now? And we'll touch on the reason why you're not driving in a minute. Um,
1: I was with uh, two other co- companies. Um, the one, my last company would have kind of been the one that I'm, my last company. I'm not with them right now. Um, probably not going back to them. Um, I have a, someone I actually met on Instagram who is starting their own company and who has asked me to be a driver for them and has offered me quite a bit of lovely incentives to come drive with them. So when I do finally get to go back out on the road, I think I'm going to try going with her. Um, I, so I was with, um, Creek Carriers, and right. um, after Crete, I went to Rush Trucking um, here, based out of here in Michigan.
0: Okay, and, okay. Now between Crete, uh, g- give us a li- give us a little like a little thing about Crete and Rush Trucking.
1: Um, Crete is just it's another one of those bigger trucking companies, you know, where you're kind of a number instead of a name. Um, but they do have better equipment. Than a lot of the companies, they do pay a little bit better. Um, they do seem to kind of care more about their drivers than some of the other bigger companies that I've run across or heard about. Um, you know, it creates a good company. I actually, if stuff does not work out with this lady, um, which I really hope it does, because she's a fantastic woman and, you know... She seems to actually really care about what will happen to her drivers. Um, But if it doesn't work out with her, then uh, Crete is where I'm planning on going back to. Um, Um, There are a lot of drop and hook. um, And I I actually don't mind live load and live unload. um, And I prefer being way over the road um, than shorter runs. And um, Um, rush trucking, um, they paid better than Crete. Um, their equipment was rental trucks from Ryder. Um, first one was supposed to be cleaned out and good and stuff. And when I got in it, it was filthy including, uh, the previous driver's sex toys. Um,
0: <laughs> well, that was kind of fun to find.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I <laughs> I don't care what you're doing in the truck. Just don't leave that stuff behind when you leave the truck, please. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and then the second truck I got from them, um, there was something wrong with the bunk heater. Like it wouldn't stay on unless the dome light was on. So you had to sleep with the dome light on, you
0: in know, north, in the winter. North.
1: Yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Originally, they hired me to be OTR and then they got a Coca-Cola route and took their best drivers and put them on this Coca-Cola route because they didn't want to lose it. And I wasn't too happy with that because that meant I was stuck in the Midwest again, mostly kind of running from Michigan to North Carolina, North Carolina to Missouri, Missouri to Arkansas, Arkansas to Indiana, Indiana back to Michigan so
0: all right right. what's up everybody this is uh this is the lockout man podcast show my special guest tonight is Vanessa what's going on I want to welcome everybody that's in the chat my man Kelly King he's now a moderator so what's up with you bro he's about to leave up out of here who else stepped up in the building while we was talking uh, don't look like too many people suffer, Cali King. But yeah, Cali King got. Gotcha. <laughs> I appreciate you bouncing up in here, bro. Thank you very much, man. Uh, if you guys have any questions, make sure you leave it in the uh in the comments, and I will go ahead and pass it over to Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa, COVID season started last year. Uh, it mm-hmm. it, it it pretty much hit everybody. How has COVID hit it hit? Uh, came home to you.
1: COVID hit my family really, really hard. Um, I um, actually was on vacation with my mom and sister in New Orleans um, and we came back March 13th, which was the day that they shut New Orleans down um, because of COVID. There was no COVID in New Orleans or in Detroit when we went. Um, I had this trip to New Orleans planned for a year. Um, We came back, I went back to work, And then I found out my dad and my sister were sick, but they were kind of keeping how sick they were from me um, because I have asthma and lupus. And then I found out that my dad was going to the hospital and my sister couldn't get off the floor and her lips and her fingers were blue. And my mother had tested positive for COVID too. And uh, I came home that day. I was pe- actually picking up in Michigan at that time. Um, told my company I had to go home because um, I was really close with my dad. Um, they, I dropped my load, went home. Um, 12 days later, my dad died. Um, he uh, was on the ventilator for 12 days. He, His... Lungs collapsed, his kidney started to shut down. They gave him hydroxychloroquine, it nothing worked. Um, and uh, he was healthy before it. I mean, he was in his 60s, but um, he had no health problems besides a bad hip from getting hit by a fire truck when he was younger. Um, my sister, like I mentioned earlier, um, is an international gold medal martial artist, she has no health issues, she's in her 20s. And she almost died. And she now has what they call post-COVID syndrome. Actually, she um, she may have had a heart attack on Saturday. Um, she's been having problems with her lungs, with her heart. Um, she was in the doctors today. They were testing her heart again. Um, so this was back April 9th was when my dad died. So it's been that long. And she's still suffering the side effects from this virus. My mom, on the other hand, was fine, you know. Um, I'm, a I'm,
0: month- I am so. I I am so sorry uh, to uh, hear this. Thank and you.
1: And I I,
0: I, I am still trying to this very day to wrap my head around this virus that I see. I see some people get the virus and able to come up out of it and then Mm -hmm. i see so many other people dying from it
1: yep and that's what's really scary about this one is you don't know who it's going to affect you know my mom has high cholesterol and high blood pressure she should have been affected badly from it but she was asymptomatic you know and it killed my dad who just had arthritis in his leg and it almost killed my sister you know who's like the healthiest person ever and in her 20s um your,
0: your father in 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 his 60s no health mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. he wasn't a diabetic he he, nope. he wasn't and, nope. and 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 covid just hit him that hard yep what now now where now you say your mother and sister went on a trip okay so
1: well they were on a trip with me um we didn't catch it there um my dad his retirement job was a medical career so he was delivering um blood organs medications tools stuff like that to hospitals um like from red cross to the hospitals and stuff like that and um there were no masks and there was no hand sanitizer available. So we're pretty sure that's how he caught it. I mean, some of the stuff he was transporting was the virus. So
0: so this is like in the early. Oh yeah. Yeah. They caught it late March. uh, So yeah. And by him him (laughs) going in by him going into places, he, he pretty much couldn't pinpoint where, no. where he caught it
1: no he could have caught it anywhere he could have caught it in i mean he was in henry ford hospital st john's hospital beaumont hospital red cross um doctor's offices you know all of that so he could have got it literally anywhere and uh he was afraid to go to the hospital when he got sick because he thought he might have pneumonia and uh there were no covid tests available so he was afraid to go to the hospital and catch COVID if he were, if he had pneumonia, um, but he uh, he had COVID, you know. And uh, my mom finally convinced him um, after five days of him being sick that he needed to go to the hospital. He was hallucinating, and my sister at that point like she couldn't get up. Her lips and fingers were blue. The hospital actually wouldn't take her because she was young and healthy. Um well, and they where,
0: needed where, where did your sister catch it? What was she caught it from? Probably my
1: dad. Yeah. Because we all live together in the same house, so yeah. I
0: am but so um hear that. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: thank
0: you. Your your mom your your mom's was okay. uh mm-hmm. She turned out to be fine. Uh, yes.
1: she did have it though, but she was fine.
0: She okay, she she turned out to be fine. And it caught up with you. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it caught up with you from a security guard at Coca-Cola. So tell tell us about that.
1: So about a month after my dad died, I went back to work. Um, I had got a a COVID test before I returned to work. Um, My company insisted on that. Um, And because it was so early um, and I was negative still. Um, I had not come into contact with anybody at all. I just went and, you know, got in my truck, went to go pick up my loan at Coca-Cola. Um, and as I was leaving, um, security guard came out. She didn't have a mask on, didn't have gloves, you know, nothing like that. Which I didn't really, I didn't say anything to her about it. I just kept on trying to like step back from her, you know, just politely. Because I masks weren't as of a thing back then um i was serious about them yeah i was serious about them because i used to work with infectious diseases so i knew (laughs) but um you know and she um kept on stepping into me and like she actually she knew that my dad my my dad had died and my sister had almost died because it was from there that i had picked up the load the last load before when my dad went into the hospital and i had said something to them And when I came back, she asked how they were, and I told them, you know, my dad passed, and my sister, you know, was starting to do better, um, but she had almost died, and um, this security guard, she kept on, like, stepping up into me as I kept on stepping back, um, you know,
0: talking about how... Wasn't giving you your social distance. It Wasn't
1: even giving me a personal space. Like I, you know, like closer than I want somebody in. Not pandemic times,
0: you know. Why why, why you keep stepping to me, man? You're good, man. I can hear you. You know, (laughs) you're good, right? You 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 don't need to keep coming up close to me to tell me what you need to tell me. Hand me my paperwork and I'm gone. Yeah. and she, um, she was,
1: you know, talking about how she wouldn't use hand sanitizer because it hurt her hands, and she wasn't gonna wear a mask because, you know, this is America and they can't make me. And you know, I'd know if I was sick, and God chooses your time, and blah 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 blah, and all the typical reasons you hear.
0: That type you know, of, that type of person.
1: Yeah. You know, and I believe she actually said something about when the president wears a mask, I will wear a mask. Um which but I wasn't I wasn't gonna you, argue with her, you
0: know. Now, now let me ask you this. I mean you you so you you attest of of getting that getting getting COVID from her mm-hmm. because she was the only one that you was around.
1: Yes. I didn't go into any truck stops I didn't speak with any other person I literally got in my truck that nobody had been in in months or in a month um, and the virus doesn't last more than a week on metal surfaces let alone you know a month um, drove out there you know I Lysol my trailer down I wore disposable gloves I wore masks Um didn't talk to anybody else, um, you know, spoke, you know, had this woman, you know, who was very close to me um, and then picked up my load, shut down for the night. And the next day when I got up, I started feeling a little off, checked my temperature. My temperature was starting to go up. I was starting to have some trouble breathing and I didn't even make it to that night before I started having a lot of trouble and uh had to call my company and tell them that I had to bring the load back
0: so So, uh, did 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 the the no taste the no smell affected you too
1: um the no taste didn't really affect me um my sense of taste has changed though um it did affect my sister. Um, she still, or uh, she still has a little bit of trouble tasting certain things, but she couldn't taste anything when she had it. Um, me, but it was more. It just changed my sense of taste.
0: But for you doing out, so the the, the progression of your health was declining throughout that entire day. This and yes. this is the next, and this is the next following day. So yes. what was what was the what was the key? what was the key issue that uh that you started to notice something was wrong
1: um when my breathing started getting really bad um when i had to use my inhaler about 7 times within 3 hours that's when i was like okay i there's a, i knew that there was something bad plus like i said my temperature started to go up a little bit so i knew my body was fighting off some type of infection um So I went back, um, I told my company, I came back, I dropped my load. Um, I uh, went and got a COVID test um, and I did it with blood tests, came back positive and had to do the 14 days. um, And a bunch of interesting stuff happened from there. ended up having to, uh, was it NIH contacted me, the National Institute of Health um, asking for blood samples. Um, because I was reacting a little bit different than they thought I should. Um, and I kind of got saved by my old job um, because I handled SARS. Um, SARS, COVID is a SARS virus. So because I had been in contact and handling SARS over years, I had gotten a little bit of an immunity to it, just a slight immunity. Um, so that's, kind of would save my life at the point, but I also did not end up with any antibodies at all. Um, so I didn't end up with any of the, the long lasting ones only last two months, but I didn't end up with them. I didn't end up with the short term, nothing. So my doctors at that point, because I do have lupus and asthma and because my family obviously does not have a good history with this virus and with them dying and having post COVID and stuff like that has, told me basically because I did not get any antibodies from getting it the first time that I could not return to the road until I got vaccinated. All
0: right. So, uh, so now the vaccine is available and that's causing a controversy in mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. So in order for you to return to work or return to anything, you, you have to take the vaccine.
1: It Either you know critical mass of Americans has to get it, or I have to get it. So, so for me, so at you. this point, I don't even leave my house. I uh, well, I do. I order my groceries online and then drive to Kroger and have them load up the back of my truck, mm-hmm. in my car. So,
0: so Vanessa, what's what's the verdict on the uh, on the vaccine when it becomes available?
1: Um, I'm actually not worried about it um, because I used to work with the infectious diseases and stuff like that. Um, right. This vaccine was originally being um, created for SARS. Um, so, And as I said, COVID is a SARS virus. It's sars COVID 2 um, So they just kind of had to tweak it a little bit. And that's why I was able to get out so fast. So because I worked with the infectious diseases and stuff like that i'm not really concerned about taking this uh, this vaccine um i can understand where people would be a little iffy about it especially because it came out so fast um but they the truth is they've actually been working on this vaccine for over a decade just for a different strain of this virus so but they're they're talking
0: they're they're talking uh there's a new strain of covid strain there's a new yeah. strain of covid right now
1: yeah a mutation of this one but they believe that it's close enough that the vaccine will still work on it
0: okay so you so you will take the vaccine when it becomes available to you
1: yes yeah i will i am not going to say whether i think anybody else should i'm not going to force i think that everybody's personal decision um I you know for me it makes sense um and I also and I actually have to be careful with a lot of vaccines because um like my immune system so weak that um I caught mumps from the MMR shot as a kid so I can't take dying strains of vaccines I have to take like synthetic or dead vaccines um but yeah like no I would never I'm not one to force people to take vaccines. I'm not going to judge someone whether they want to or not. Um, the masks are a little different. I really wish people would wear them. You know, they're just a piece of cloth. It doesn't hurt you. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, when you're just walking around outside and there's no one else around, I don't care about that. You know, but when you're in enclosed spaces or, you know, a foot away from their face, you know, <laughs> it'd be nice if you put a mask on. <laughs>
0: So oh. now that now now that COVID season pretty much changed the uh, changed the face of of everything that we that we were used to uh, mm-hmm. going into the going into this year and going into the years that's coming up. Do you think? Do you personally think that it's is is ever going to get back to the way it was?
1: Um, I don't. I don't think it'll ever get 100% back to the way it was. Um, I think COVID will probably end up like the flu, where we're going to end up getting vaccinated for it every year. I think people are going to be a little more cautious. You'll probably see more people wearing masks, kind of like you do over in the Asian countries, where people are in closer proximity to each other. Um, I don't know if the mask mandate will stay, but I think people might choose to wear them. I used to wear them in the spring and fall, anyways, because of my asthma. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think you'll probably see more people doing that. Um, I do think we'll get some semblance of normalcy back. Probably, honestly, my best guess um, was probably around October of next of this year, um, because they're expecting July by July for everyone who wants a vaccine to be able to get a vaccine. And it seems like enough people are willing to get the vaccine that we might hit the vaccinated herd immunity. Um, And then they'll be able to start opening up things like they were before. And we'll be able to have family gatherings again without having to worry if you're going to kill grandma or mom or dad, you know, (laughs) and um, you know, like I got to sit alone on Christmas you know, because I was the only one in my family who, you know, hadn't had COVID and my aunt and her kids had just had it over Thanksgiving.
0: And, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, no. That's just, You know, so I mean, like, I think things will start to get closer to normal, but I don't think they'll ever get back to 100% like we were.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Again, Vanessa, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it, and I am so sorry. My condolences goes out to you and your family. Uh, you. I know that. I, I know that hit must have hit at you hard. Where, where were you? Uh, I know you was on the truck, but where were you when you got the news of your father's uh, uh, health status?
1: I was in Michigan. Um, I actually had just come back to pick up a load, um, from a Nestle bottling plant out by Flint, which eh, by the way, mm. all that okay. Nestle water you guys drink is being bottled right by Flint with the horrible water.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, but, I, uh, I, I, I used to pick up water and, and they load you so fucking heavy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I had to go there at least twice to have them to rearrange the trailer, man, because you know it's so heavy.
1: Yeah, it's God, it's so heavy. But I had just shut down for the night at one of the rest areas that you hit, like not long after you leave the plant, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I had the I, I had, I wasn't feeling well, and I had taken my temperature, and it was one hundred and one. Um. And they actually thought I might have COVID when the rest of my family did, but I tested negative for it. And they just figured I had a really bad um, upper respiratory infection mixed with my asthma that kind of presented as COVID. Um, But I kept on having, like, a really bad feeling about what was going on at home because I knew they were sick, but they were, like, I knew they were hiding something from me. Um, And because they didn't want to tell me. They didn't want me to come back and catch it. Um, But... I had talked to my mom and she had said that um she was trying to get my dad to go to the hospital and that he wasn't going and I was told her like well why don't you let me talk to him or just call an ambulance at this point like if he's that bad cuz we're not go to the hospital people and um mm, Couple hours go by, and I was called to see if I could talk to my dad because she said that she'd let me talk to my dad in a few minutes. And uh, they had taken him to the hospital, and I never got to talk to him. I never got to see him.
0: I am so sorry about that. What was um, what was what was what was the what what was the ar- arrangement of uh, because now I I know like you know I I knew a couple of people that has passed and uh they wasn't able to even see their family member uh, even at the funeral so how was how was the arrangement uh for his home going
1: um he um with my dad uh we never got to see him or speak to him um before he passed away um We had asked if somebody could come up there because we had two people that were infected with COVID so they couldn't get it Um, and they said no. And uh, then we asked if I could go up there even though my mom's scared to death to send me to the hospital and they said no. Um, They did um, bring in a speakerphone and let us say our goodbyes. Um, He was unconscious at the time though. and the doctor and respiratory therapists were crying on the phone while we were trying to say our goodbyes. Um, I think he was one of the first deaths they really had, um, like in the hospital, like with them working on him for almost two weeks. So, I mean, it hit them hard too. And, uh, when my, and he died almost instantly as soon as they took him off the ventilator. And, um, when my sister went up to get his belongings because she couldn't catch COVID again, she had COVID right then. Um, the doctor tried to give my sister a hug because she was still, my doctor was still crying and my sister had to push her away and be like, no, 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 I've got COVID. You can't, you know, I have COVID, you know? So I felt, we felt really bad for the medical staff too. Um, and then, um, it took a while for them to collect his body and have him cremated because they were only cremating COVID victims on certain days at that time because of biological problems. Um, we couldn't have a funeral because my mom and sister were infected and I wasn't infected. And we couldn't keep some of the family out and keep, and only they were only allowing 10 and how do we choose 10 people when so many people wanted to be there, especially because some were infected and some weren't. Um, and it cost us uh two thousand nine hundred and eighty nine dollars to have him cremated and so all of my and my sister's stimulus check went into that plus a little extra. and then I spent my savings helping my mom pay off the house because I thought I'd be going back to work, <laughs> and I did for a day.
0: All right so. thank you for thank you for your story um I, you know, I, I, thank you for your story. Um, You're welcome. You know, a lot of people that I have talked to, you know, again, this, 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 this COVID. You, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's like, it's, it's like if you if if a person catches, it, you know, it hits them harder than others you know mm-hmm. me, i i stay masked up i got i got gloves um you know uh you you just don't know how it's is is transmitted yeah you, you just don't know how is it transmitted by the hands is it transmitted by breathing we, we just don't know all i could just say is that i just hope everybody just take you know, take a little bit more precaution in what they're doing in their daily lives. You yeah. know, so.
1: it's mostly from what we know, it's mostly transmitted by saliva, which comes out when you speak or talk, which is why they ask people to wear the masks because it keeps the saliva in and not aerosol into the air. Exactly. So your mask protects other people. It doesn't protect you. So hmm. that's why they ask everybody to put them on. But you know, it just, but I mean, your saliva will get on railings and then it's on your hands. It can get in your eyes if somebody is talking without a mask at you, you know, just it's, it's really, really easily con- caught in this new strain is 70% more contagious. So, and, you know, so I just, um, I would just want everybody to be safe out there. I don't want anybody to have to go through what my family's
0: gone through and you and, and and you went through a lot but look like you 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 uh you you're a strong person look like <laughs> you are getting it through man i mean you know yeah. you, you know just just by you know just by looking at your beautiful smile you know you, you <laughs> don't know the actual pain inside so you know more more power to you definitely you well, uh, like said i'm the well, oldest
1: one so i have to keep the best mask on
0: welcome everybody to the lockout man podcast show for everybody that's popping up in here late i am talking with uh vanessa and she's uh telling us uh you know telling us her her story and everything if you missed some of it definitely make sure you hit the replay so you can so you can go back and uh listen to uh listen to uh an interesting story that this young lady has man In the chat, I want to welcome uh, Trucking Faith. What's going on? How you doing? RN, what's going on, bruh? Uh, Trucking Faith sends her condolences to you, Faith. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Faith, for that. NY2 Japan, she sends her condolences to you as well. James Park Avenue, what's going on, bruh? How you feel? Uh, And Terrence R asks will you take the vaccine shine i I am on the I'm on defense um I am on the fence I mean i I've been doing everything possible uh with the mask with with the gloves with the sanitizer uh Stand stand my distance. Um you know I you know I went to you know I went to you know I had to I had to I had to go to the doctor yesterday. I had to get my eyes exam. I did my uh I did my physical uh I did my physical, you know, I checked out, you know, to be all right. I did my DOT physical. I got my I got my card. Uh I had to go and uh, get my ears cleaned. You know, I do that like every other year, you know, they mm. go in with the little, you know, like that, try to clean the wax out. But, Did you uh, have ear
1: infections as a kid?
0: I No, I didn't have ear infections. It's it just that like, like during my teens, not, well, not my teens, but like in my 20s or something like that, I used to like, I mean, I, I used to have ear wax problems. Like, mm. you know. I yeah, to, some people have that. Yeah. I used to go in and pull out like big clobbs and I'm like, it builds up. But, you know, ever since then, you know, I go every other week to, you know, get my ear, I mean, not week, but every other year to get my ears clean. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I just do that. But, you know, I, you know, as I went to the hospital, they checked me out. I turned out fine. I, you know, I don't have no symptoms. So, I like I said, I am on the fence uh, when it comes to this virus, because, like I said, the controversy behind it. Um, and, you know, I yeah. I, I, I just don't. I don't I, like I, I said, just, I don't blame
1: anyone for being cautious about the vaccine. Um, if It makes you guys feel better, um, because, like I said, I am going to get the vaccine when it's available for me. I will let you guys know how I react to it.
0: Uh, you, I will definitely bring you back on, uh, back on to the show, so you can't tell us. Uh, I- I- any idea uh, when it's going to come to? Because how you know? Because you can't, you you can't go back to truck driving until you uh, until you take the vaccine, right?
1: No, I can't. Um, if if people were more consistent about the mask mandate um across the country i probably could but um some states don't have it at all and i'm otr so i can't take the chance like my doctor said um you know my job is not worth my life which i i agree but i'm also bored out of my mind
0: how (laughs) how, how's your health now i mean how how you how you feeling now
1: as you see me smoking a cigarette. Um, <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah, that this is my one vice. Well, this and caffeine. Um, I don't drink, I don't do any drugs or anything, but I am a smoker. And I actually started smoking as a teenager because of my acid or not. Um, I would have these coughing fits and I would take a few hits off of a cigarette and would and I'd stop coughing, but it's because it would paralyze the hairs in your bronchial tube. And um then I could get some sleep and it just, it became an addiction. Um, but, uh, my health, my personal health isn't terrible. Um, it's, it's always a little worse in the winter and stuff like that. Um, just because of the colds and stuff. Sorry, my cat just jumped on me again. (laughs) Um, but, um, I mean, I do take, um, I, I just did a, a round of steroids and, uh, for my lungs and stuff like that. It's not as, good as it was last year. Um, but it's not the worst it's ever been. Now my sister on the other hand is bad. Um, like I said, we thought she had, um, the doctors think she had a mild heart attack on Saturday. Um, she was just at the doctor's again today. Um, they're telling her that she needs to cut out any caffeine or stimulants or anything like that. So, you know, she's not doing well, but, uh, mine's not too terrible.
0: Now where now you say all you guys used to stay together. So where are y'all are where y'all in individual rooms right now yeah. or are in individual oh, okay, so y'all yeah. in individual rooms right now?
1: Yeah. Um we actually we have a pretty decent sized house. Um my mother got it um when she was pregnant with my brother. Um because our car got stolen twice in the same week in Detroit. And she was like, which one of my kids am I going to leave in the car while I take the other one in? (laughs) And, um, so she didn't want to stay down there. Um, so, but we had to keep the house in Detroit, um, because of residency laws. So we found a pretty cheap house, um, in the suburb, um, of Detroit, just, um, I'm like 11 mile. And I used to live on eight mile. Um, and uh, it used to be a boarding house, so um, but it was really like the room in the back was like a cement slab, and it was really run like not not run down, it wasn't completely built, I guess, is what you could say. Um, but um, luckily, my grandpa was did carpentry, and my family's pretty crafty and good at electric and work, and drywall and carpentry and stuff like that, so yeah,
0: the house I'm- we're in is pretty big yeah. Yeah. yeah you turn something into a livable house eight yeah. mile it's uh it's kind of it's kind of crazy that you uh mentioned the eight mile uh yeah. <laughs> growing up back in the day uh have, have you came across Eminem
1: uh yeah um apparently I've been at a few parties that he was at um my when my one friend was a bartender in uh Eminem's uh wife or girlfriend um Kim she used yeah. to come into the bar that my friend was a bartender at all the time um and my aunt actually dated Kid Rock when they lived in a trailer park together wow, <laughs> wow. Wait, my aunts my half, my, my aunt's my mom's half sister so
0: your aunt <laughs> no, no, dated Kid Rock before he was Kid Rock
1: yeah when he was Bob <laughs>
0: Wow, and and now you say your aunt dated him, so that means Mm -hmm. they man, she missed out on that, huh? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) wow, yeah, he kind of missed out on that. Who, uh, who, who other, who, who other, uh, famous people from Detroit that you cross paths with?
1: Um, you know, Detroit's kind of like a really big, little town, like, so you end up running into a lot of famous people without realizing it. Um when they were making a lot of movies here, you used to run into uh movie stars all the time at the Coney Island or, you know, downtown Royal Oak or whatever, like uh Pierce or is it I think it was not Pierce Brosnan. Um the newer Bond guy. Um
0: Oh, I forgot to... I, I forgot his name, but I know who you're talking about.
1: Yeah, him and his wife, Rachel Weiss. Um, when they were making the Transformers movies, they were all here. I remember being in downtown Detroit um, and they set off an explosion while they were filming Red Dawn and they oh. didn't let us know that they were going to be setting off an explosion and it shook the building and actually knocked some of the mortar off the t- building. And we... I, the first thing that came to mind was that somebody had bombed Windsor. Like I thought they had actually, because uh, uh, they've tried to attack Detroit before. But I knew we were still alive, so like I thought they had bombed Windsor, but they were filming a movie.
0: So okay, you know. so you came across, uh, you came across Eminem and your I dated Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: I didn't. Like sit and talk and have conversations with with either of them, but like yeah, my aunt has. I remember my aunt dating him and pictures of them and stuff from back when I was a little kid. She's fifteen years older than me, Um, and then uh, you know I know that. Eminem was at the one of the few parties I was at, but I didn't sit there and have conversations or talk to him or anything like
0: that. Yeah. It's probably in passing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really
0: introverted
1: despite how much I'm talking. So
0: <laughs> like guy, you know, of course, you know, everybody, you know, me being from Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. I am I'm from the same area as Bontas and Harmony. So, you know, I I came across them in passing. My sister actually went to school uh with a couple of the guys, but again, it's in passing.
1: Yeah. It's like <laughs> my mom went to school with like Glenn Fry from the Eagles and yeah. uh, Bruce Campbell um who makes the movies and stuff uh, like uh, mm. Evil Dad and stuff.
0: They went yeah. to the same
1: high school, but, like, they didn't hang out or anything like that. You know, they just exactly. were in the same high school,
0: yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, only in passing. That's yes. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Vanessa, thank you for joining me, man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate Good you coming you. on and sharing your story. No problem. Uh, my, my condolences out to you and your family. Uh you. you. You're definitely a strong... Inspiration person, thank you. Uh, you I I know it was kind of hard for you to even come on to to share your story, especially uh, about your father. You know, him being so, you know, being you know being so healthy and getting hit with COVID so hard, and you wasn't able to, you know, to even say goodbye to him, let alone see him. Yeah. you know, I, I knew that, you know, I knew that kind of hurt. So I do appreciate you coming on here sharing.
1: No, it's no problem. You know, I mean, I feel kind of like people sometimes kind of need to hear stories like me because mine because otherwise it's just numbers, you know, especially if you're from smaller towns and stuff and don't know anyone who's actually been affected by this virus. You know, it's hard to understand how serious it can be, especially with all the Stuff you hear everywhere, you know, you never know what's real, what's fake. It's it's confusing. I understand that. You know, so I think sometimes hearing real stories from people helps a little bit. You know, so that's why I
0: share my story with people about that. And I and I appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming on.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Stay, uh Stand by while I end the segment and I will mm-hmm. get back with you in a minute. Okay. Hold on, I gotta get my thing out <laughs> There we go, there we go What's going on everybody, I do appreciate you guys being here But this is gonna do it for the Lockout Man Podcast show uh, For Tuesday I hope you guys is, uh enjoying everything that I'm bringing to you guys um, You know, I may not, you know, it's it's not all about I mean, it's about trucking You know, it's about trucking But it's about personable, personable personable, personal stories, such as my, my guest tonight. So that's what I like to do. I like to bring them in, let them tell their stories. And we just, we just conversate, you know, just like, you know, like the title says, park and politic. That's about it i do appreciate you guys being here thank you very much uh everybody in the chat that stays uh, that stayed with me all the way up until the end i really appreciate that thank you for watching thank you for listening if you like content like this and more like the channel everything else will fall into play <laughs> okay everything else will definitely fall into play thank you very much and i will come back to you again with another episode of the lockout man podcast. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Cause baby, once I'm gone, I ain't coming back. You gon' have to settle with another man. But when you realize, don't be running back. Ain't no sunshine when I'm gone. Baby, ain't no sunshine, ain't no sunshine. Ain't no sunshine.